0: I know how many times it's been said this weekend, but we all remember where we were on September 11th, 20 years ago. Unless we're less than 20. And then it just becomes part of the lore of our culture and our families. It was a time for me when I was shocked out of my naivety of the united states being a foreign land i loved traveling i loved leaving the country i loved having a passport and i loved going somewhere and then i loved coming home and i remember after some harrowing trips of coming home and going outside the airport and finding a piece of God's good earth, in kneeling down and kissing it. I remember that sense of coming home, that sense of what my country meant to me, that did not take away from the blessings of having experienced other countries and other cultures. But I had that sense of a sovereign land, that I know that some of you who were here on Pearl Harbor Day, I know some of you felt that attack upon sovereign soil and our beginning into World War II, our entry into it. And that was part of my history and the culture I was raised in. But it was never something I experienced, and so then my heart too knew what it felt, knew what it felt to be threatened. During the decade that I worked at Hampshire College, I was often a host family for foreign students. I was always if they needed a host family, I was always a host family for foreign students. And one of the students, Antonia Simonova, Tony, still my dearest friend. Her girls were out at the Cape with us a couple years ago, and still a dear, dear friend, like a little sister in my life. And it was during Bosnia, her in India, and I, we were talking about. I was trying to get my head around, what, what is this piece of you know, Central Europe that I don't understand? Why were there always warring after each other? Why why did these things flare up? Why, after the fall of the Soviet Union, that kind of clamped down and held all those things together. Why, when that power was lifted off, did war flare up? And I had a specific interest in Bulgaria, because that's where Tony was from. And Bulgaria always, always, always picked the wrong side of every war. And if you look where they are on the map, this is the spot where people go this way and that way, and this way and that way, much like the Fertile Crescent that we call our Holy Land. It was an area that was traversed through, and they always tried to choose the winning side and never did. Or in all of history they probably ever did, but not in current history. And I said to her, but why do people hold on to these grudges? You know, America, we're, we're, we're a new nation. We're, we're new. Why, why is it that in Europe that people hold on to these grudges? And she said, ah, but you don't understand the stories that are told by your grandparents and their grandparents and the grandparents before them. You don't know the story in the Bulgarian capital of Sofia up on the big hill when they were being taken over by the Ottomans and people were being slaughtered, and those who were dead, they would cut off their heads and roll them down the hill to scare the attackers away. That unless you understand that bloody heads are running down the hill, in that devastation of what happened in that moment, you will not understand how it is that people can hang on to their anger and their grief. Now, naive American girl here, that was an eye-opener. I had never thought about that. I had never thought about aggressors against us, us being aggressors towards others. I had never really considered what that meant. But it gave me a framework to understand that things are not always as they seem, and that anger and hurt and injustice can live deeply in our psyche and in our culture. And then 11 years later, on December 14th, 2012, My hometown of Newtown, Connecticut, a young man who was struggling with mental health issues, went into the elementary school in Sandy Hook and mowed down innocent children and teachers who were trying to save their lives. And then it was just 16 months later on that glorious holiday that we celebrate here on the eastern side of Massachusetts, by the way, not on the western, of Patriots Day. There's a dividing line somewhere around Worcester. And so Patriots Day, the day of the Boston Marathon, a day of celebration, a day of nations coming together, to bring their best and their fastest. And on that day, the marathon bombs went off and our hearts were broken. There was devastation right here in our own community. So we experienced Pearl Harbor over there. We experienced Newtown close to home, and we experienced Boston in our backyards. Now for me, those were a complete loss of innocence. And I have struggled with all of that and what it means, and it breaks my heart that people could be so angry and so broken that they would seek to hurt us. It's complicated, I know. And so, as much as I cannot understand that, I also look into my own heart, wondering how it is that I can reach out to others who are feeling this heat who are feeling this, whatever perceived injustice they have, real or imagined. But try to hold all of that in the midst of my grief. And in First John, John tells us, that Jesus is the atoning sacrifice, the atoning sacrifice, making us at one, that's the word atoning means, to make us at one with God. Jesus is the sacrifice that makes us at one with God. And here's the important part, not for our sin only. we have plenty of sin of our own, but not for our sin only, but also for the sins of the whole world. That Jesus has come to make us at one with God in our sin and our brokenness and in the sin and the brokenness of the whole world. Isaiah talks about how that on the highest mountain where God's house is established. All the nations shall stream to it. There is something about breaking down the barriers, not just us and them, but us. All nations will stream to the mountain of the Lord. And at that time, God will be the judge of the nations and God will be the arbitrator for all the people and at that time we will beat our swords into plowshares and our spears into pruning hooks and it does my heart great joy to know that these thousands of years ago, when when Isaiah recorded this, they understood that a metal hook, a metal blade, could be used to prune. Their agricultural knowledge always makes my heart happy. But that those same, same hooks that could be used to prune to increase the bounty of the crop those those could be used instead of swords instead of spears so that we might feed each other rather than fight each other in our gospel today in luke Our Gospel tells us that repentance and forgiveness of sins, that is what's to be proclaimed to the nations. These are Jesus' last words as he is about to be drawn up to heaven after he has come and appeared to the disciples for 40 days after his resurrection. And he doesn't say, go bang everybody over the head with your Bible and make them believe like you do. Jesus doesn't say, you're right and everybody else is wrong. No, Jesus tells us the thing that needs to be proclaimed is forgiveness of sins and repentance. Repentance, in, in our Hebrew word, the sheep, an abrupt turning that we need to find those times where we're going on the wrong path and that we abruptly turn so that we might actually be following God's plan. That repentance, recognizing that in ourselves we have sin, in ourselves we go on wrong paths, and we do not need to beat ourselves up just need to turn, repent, and follow God, and that we need to be ready to forgive. The thing that holds us back spiritually the most is those grudges and hatreds we hold on to. We need to forgive. We need to let go because they bind us. We need to forgive. We need to forgive ourselves. We need to forgive each other and we need to forgive the brokenness in the world. In our gospel spirituals, it captures the end of that section of Isaiah, saying, I ain't gonna study war no more. I'm gonna lay down my sword and shield I'm gonna put on my long white road. I'm gonna put on my starry crown, I'm gonna put on my golden shoes, I'm gonna talk with the Prince of Peace. I'm gonna shake hands around the world. I ain't gonna study war no more. Peace, it's hard to come by. It's hard won. But as disciples of Jesus, we are called to rise out, up out of difference to be able to see each other as beloved children of God, to be able to shake hands across difference and across boundaries so that we might be able to build that kingdom of peace that Jesus came to proclaim so many years ago. So as we remember September 11th, remembering the lives lost, remembering the lives devastated, remembering the heroes that served, let us remember that, not with anger, but with faith and hope and love so that we might build a better world instead of adding our anger and hatred to an already broken world it's hard to come by peace but it requires us to lift ourselves up out of all of our frustration our anger our hatred and seek the Prince of Peace Jesus the pioneer and perfecter of our faith so that we might rise up and seek goodness in ourselves, in our church, in our community, and throughout the world. May it be so in Jesus' name.